you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Ephesians chapter 3. We'll actually do chapter 1 instead. Praise God. Yes, for that too, but for the spiritual blessings that God has given us. This passage, um, verse 4, it, it talks about that God chose us, and there are people who have made this to be about predestination, that God chooses some to be the people of God, and likewise, God chooses some to be, it sucks to be you kind of people. Um, but that's not what this is saying. It's, it's saying that God chose God's people, and who are God's people? Everybody, everybody is God's people. Um, that, that before you were going to be holy and blameless in God's sight. So, so I want you to think about this. How many of you, do the people in your world look at you and go, wow, Sue is holy and blameless. How many people, Sue, have that conversation with you on a regular basis? How many of you, I mean, Chris, is it like, do your kids call you, Mom, I know you're holy and blameless, and so would you please give me an explanation on what I should do about this? Does that conversation happen? No. I'm a pastor, and my parents don't call me and say, Oh, holy and blameless son. This is not a conversation that happens. All y'all, when God looks at you, when God looks at you, and when God looks at the person you like the least in the world, God sees God's kids. And God sees the kid they can be, holy and blameless. When we come in baptism to be justified in Christ, we say we want to cooperate with what God wants to see happen. And we, may in, we begin to make real in our life what God already sees as true. Do you understand? Do you see how this works? We, we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, trembling, as Paul says in Philippians 2. And we are sanctified, made holy. And we become in reality what God knows we have in potential. And we become more holy and more blameless. Day by day, a little at a time. But even before we start doing that, Christ in love, go ahead and go to the next verse. In love, God adopted us. Sonship is a word that the ancient world would have heard and understood exactly what it meant. Inheriting child would be a better translation for us because in the ancient world, daughters could not inherit, only sons could. Inheriting child would be a better translation. That in Jesus Christ, you were adopted because of the love of God. Even if you said, I don't want to be a part of this family, God still adopted you and called you God's very own. You have been adopted. Now, Paul is talking about this in this passage as himself and those original followers. God adopted us. But if you go on into verse... Blah, 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 blah. Hang on just a second. 
They were also chosen. Or Thirteen. And you also were included. Just read those one, two, three, five, six, seven words. And you also were included in Christ. You also were included in Christ. You also were included in Christ. You heard the message of truth, the gospel of salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit. How many of you have ever, when you entered a family, um, in, in uh, Roman culture in this day, they would often not name a child until the age of five because the mortality rate was so high. They wouldn't get their permanent name until five. And when they did, they had a party. And in some cultures, they have a coming-of-age party, whether it's a bar mitzvah or a kinsira, right? They have a coming-of-age party of, of welcoming a child into the fullness of, of the community. And in that moment, people give them gifts, right? If you've never been to a bar mitzvah, it's an amazing party. I highly recommend it. Um, when you were welcomed into the family of God, the gift God gave you is the Holy Spirit, the power of God to raise the dead, to heal the sick, to set the captives free. This same Spirit is alive in you. That's what God gave you for your adoption. Makes me look at the baseball I got my friend when he was bar mitzvahed and think it was pretty insignificant. God gave you the Holy Spirit when you got adopted. I want you to notice, Paul didn't say, so we were the first ones and we're better. We got more of Holy Spirit than you. I mean, he wasn't like the high school cheer. I've got spirit. Yes, I do. I've got spirit. How about you? We've got more. We've got more. Remember that? How obnoxious were those kids? How many of you were those kids? Paul doesn't say that. He doesn't say we've got more Holy Spirit than you do. He said, and you also were included in Christ. And you also received the spirit. There is no hierarchy of people in the kingdom of God. We all in it together. So how does this live out for us? Unfortunately, the church always hasn't always lived this way. Um, this vision of all of us together versus us and them. The church, unfortunately, has done a lot of us and them, haven't we, in the history of our church? We have. It's part of our confession. We have to be honest about it. Our traditional characterization of the heathens, those people who uh, we need to send crusade upon to convert them by the sword, is not who God called us to be. We're called to be people who, because we were adopted, we adopt others as our own. 
that's who we're called to be. We are called to adopt as co-inheritors of Christ, those around us as beloved children of God. Because that's who they are. Whether you see them that way or not. 